I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the program. It's uh, Lee Lonsberry here. Uh, the program is called Live Mike. Uh, we are in our third episode of this program. I'm grateful that you're listening. Uh, I'm grateful that you've tuned into this station. Uh, and I'm humbled that the station would give me the opportunity to sit behind this little microphone here and run my mouth uh, uh, for a few hours a day. Uh, I'm joined in studio by uh, former Utah Attorney General Mark Shirtliff. He, uh, as you know, I'm sure, a number of years ago uh, was accused of some wrongdoing. Uh, there was uh, a suit against him. Uh, there were charges filed. Uh, an investigation ensued. Ultimately, th- those uh, th- those allegations and those charges against him were dismissed. Uh, but in the execution of the investigation against him, uh, Mr. Shirtliff alleges that there w- was some wrongdoing uh, against him, a violation of his civil rights, and that he and his family uh, were the victims uh, of some malicious intent. And in response to that belief, he filed a lawsuit uh, some time ago, and it was just today that uh, uh, Judge Clark Waddups, uh, coincidentally the same judge that uh, led us to our story on American Samoa and the citizenship enjoyed very briefly until a stay uh, was handed down uh, of citizenship for American Samoas. Uh, it was Judge Clark Waddups who, who dismissed the lawsuit filed uh, by Mark Shirtliff against Sim Gill, uh, where Mr. Shirtliff sought uh, a not so small sum of money. Uh, sir, can you, can you talk to us a, a little bit about how you reacted learning uh, that this lawsuit that you had filed was dismissed and that uh, the allegations you had uh, uh, leveled against Sim Gill were, were thrown out of court? Well, I was a uh, representative client, national client in a hearing in Ogden City Hall t- this morning, uh, and I thought it went quite well. But then on, in the car on the way back, I, I saw the decision pop up and uh, had to pull off the side of the road and uh, do a little uh, soul searching. I may have shed a tear or two, uh, got raged, you know, the whole... Penelope, I guess, of emotions. And of course, then the decision is, do I appeal? And I think I take a little bit of time about that, pray about it, think about it. I mean, I, it, this takes a lot out of you, um, but justice needs to be fought for. And uh, in this case, uh, I think I and my family were the victims of what I'm calling gutter justice. Uh, Troy Rawlings will agree, the prosecutor, 100%. And so I'll tell you, we, uh, there will be a book on this. At least somehow people need to know the truth about this and and how uh, law enforcement does overact, does lie, does uh, invade your home and your privacy, does bring false charges, and they need to be held more accountable to it. It's, it's a problem across the country. Federal judges have been saying it constantly, particularly with prosecutors who have absolute immunity to do whatever they want, and they never are held accountable. And part of this was to try and hold Sim Gill as well as uh, egregiously federal and state law enforcement officers from lying on search warrant affidavits. Uh, Sim Gill, uh, district attorney, is the uh, is the defendant in this lawsuit. And in, in fairness, uh, we have reached out to him. I, I sent him a text message. Uh, producer Amy has also reached out. Have yet to hear back from him, though. Uh, so if you're listening or anyone knows and listening, uh, there is an opportunity to still uh, present your side of this matter on this program before we wrap up in the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, please text back or call back. Uh, and I'm sure the rest of the newsroom here at KSL would be uh, pleased to hear from you. I, I say that only, uh, you know, to, to 
to to be fair and uh, to let each side uh, have its opportunity to speak. Uh, of course. Yeah. Mark, you and I have known each other for a long time. I uh, was a producer for uh, my father, who was a talk show host across town a number of years ago. And uh, you may not know this, but uh, but you were the first guest that I ever scheduled. Uh, I have watched uh, your career go from uh, a, a powerful attorney general uh, to the the lower areas, uh, if, if you can put it that well, way. Yeah, it was, m- uh, mugshotted and uh, strip searched at the jail. That probably is as low as you can get. I, you have lived a, uh, you have, is that right? Uh, oh, man. I almost lost my leg in a motorcycle accident. Cancer, I've been through it. But I, I've told people, look, I'll, I'll take the cancer any day than having uh, when integrity and justice and the law has been my life and my career as a prosecutor, thir- uh, 12 years as attorney general, county commissioner before that. And then to be publicly and uh, it, internationally on the Internet uh, accused of crimes involving uh, honesty. Is is the bigger blow than I've ever had, and and again, I'd rather have the cancer than that, frankly. You have uh, so we're clear. You have no criminal charges uh, against you. All of them have been uh, dismissed. You are not That's the right. subject of of any lawsuit nope. right now, no. uh, nor any investigation. Uh, your name, for all intents and purposes, has been uh, cleared of the of the uh, allegations. Uh, 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 officially, which... yeah. But <clears throat> look me up on the internet. They'll never. I'll never be able to get back my reputation and my. You know. The, the, so it's that's why you you, you know this wasn't about uh, getting uh, t- retaliation for these guys. I mean, I I lost a significant amount of money. I've given my whole life to public service. You give up a lot of income to be able to serve the state. When I left county commission, I took a pay cut to become attorney general of the state of Utah, which was fine. It was my choice. I love public service, but my family suffered because of it. And after all of that, I got a million dollar a year job back in D.C. Uh, and uh, to to represent work with other AGs, and that that went down. That was lost, and you, you start calculating until retirement what that would have meant, and that was just a starting salary. Uh, it finally a chance to take care of my family, and that that went away quickly. And so uh, there were significant financial damages, but more emotional damages. My daughter suffers from PTSD to this day because of how she was treated by those officers. Uh, and uh, so more importantly, though, I, I honestly feel this way, and I was hoping that if I could have won some judgment, I could then be able to do pro bono work for people in my same situation who can't afford a lawyer and end up pleading to things when they've been treated in exactly the same manner uh, and had their rights violated because law enforcement lied, and uh, and they were prosecuted with for malicious reasons. In these last uh, few moments we have here, uh, we're speaking to former U.S. Utah Attorney General uh, Mark Shirtliff, who has today learned that a lawsuit he filed uh, claiming abuses of his civil rights against uh, Sim Gill has been dismissed by Judge Clark Waddups. In these last few moments that we have here, sir, uh, th- as you well know, probably better than anyone else, any of us in this uh, newsroom, uh, there are additional avenues. Uh, you have options before you. Uh, I-, I know you said uh, you've just learned about this in the last few hours, uh, but uh, I guess first tell us what are the options available to you mm-hmm. and what, if you have started yet considering, what what uh, what might you be considering? Well, the only uh, legal avenue is to appeal. I have 30 days to make that decision, appeal up to the Circuit Court of Appeal. I believe Judge Waddups is wrong. Uh, he, I appreciate the fact that he gave me additional time to articulate in about 30 pages, search warrant paragraph by search warrant paragraph and point out where they were false. Etc. Um, and you've, uh, you've interacted with the judge. Yeah, yeah, we've we've had that opportunity. Uh, he 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 still said he was 
you because of qualified immunity, basically you get a search warrant. They just presume that it's based on truth. And that that's how it should be. I mean, a judge doesn't know. If an officer comes in and swears under oath that these facts are true, the judge is going to issue the warrant. The problem then is then it establishes their immunity at that point, and the only and they can go in and do whatever they want. He just demonstrated that. Even in using excessive force in execution of that warrant. And we clearly pointed out, he said in his opinion we hadn't, uh, how they abused that by going in with body armor, with guns, threatening, knowing I was not there and still treating my family and my kids, my minor daughter, the way they did. If that's not enough, then, uh, then, then you know, you can't stop law enforcement from doing anything as far as coming into your home. So it's important that we do that. I'll prob- I, I don't know if I'll appeal. I, I kind of want to move on with my life. This takes a lot out of me. I have my, my thriving practice. I'm very busy with that. Um, but uh, I think justice needs to be done. Uh, well, I'm grateful to you, sir. I'm grateful to you, uh, first, for letting me know that this had happened. I'm grateful to you for stopping by to talk to us. Uh, I uh, I am anxious to see what you choose to do next. Uh, while you do have options before you, uh, you got to exercise those sometime in the next 30 days. I'll, uh, I'd like to keep in touch with you, and if you make the decision to appeal, uh, let's hear about your rationale going forward. We'll do, and congrats on this this radio gig. It is I When I heard about this, Doug Wright told me, I'm, that is so cool, because I remember going back to when you were just, I don't know, you were probably just... A young, you're probably even a teenager, maybe not that young. Uh, when you were doing the producer, I followed your career yeah. in DC, met you a couple of times back there Thank working you. for, so this is a, a great uh, yeah. addition to KSL, and uh, I want to congratulate you for that. I'm grateful to well, you. Thank you. Thank you for that. We've been right. speaking to former Utah Congressman, uh, or I'm sorry, former Utah Attorney General. Uh, is that a promotion or a demotion? I don't know. I am thinking about getting back into politics. That's the first anybody's ever heard that. So we can talk about that another time. We will talk about that another time. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, uh, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.